0: To another episode of the Fun Size Podcast, I'm your host Kier, and today I've got some super helpful tips to help you meet your macros today and weeks to come. But first, we need to understand what the difference is between tracking macros and counting macros. Now, I know the two sound very similar; they're interchangeable sometimes. We use them back and forth, but they are not the same when you're tracking macros you're simply collecting data when you're counting macros you're planning and you're strategizing and so tracking is a really good form of learning and getting that awareness but counting is also a good form of learning and awareness but will also help deliver an outcome that you're looking for so let me show you what this looks like so tracking is the process of logging the foods you eat after you ate them so you ate breakfast and then you logged what you remembered that you ate or maybe you are measuring the amounts of food that you're eating in advance via a food scale or measuring cups and then you log the foods you eat after you measure them then maybe a snack goes by and a lunch goes by and mid-afternoon you're playing catch up in my fitness pal or whatever app you're using and entering what you ate after the fact And by the end of the day, if you do look to see where your current totals are at and how much you still need, you're like, uh, okay, I'm still 45 grams short on my protein goal, but I already went over my fats, so shit, well, I don't really just want to eat egg whites for dinner, so I might as well just go with this dinner that I already had in mind. Which means that you likely won't hit your protein goal, and then you'll probably be over on fats and carbs too, so... Ultimately, this isn't helping us reach our macros. This is kind of just getting us maybe close. On the flip side of that, you have counting macros, which looks like logging your foods before you eat them. So instead of having breakfast and tracking it later, you log what you want to have first before you even start cooking. And then you're able to adjust the serving sizes to create a meal that's balanced in all three macros and aligns with your goal for the day. But if you were to do this before each meal, you might actually still end up feeling like you're in that first scenario at the end of the day. So instead, and ideally, you would map out an entire day's worth Of meals and food and adjust the serving sizes to meet your total macro targets then all you have to do is follow the plan that you've created yourself it's basically a map and this is why meal planning is so important this is why I preach meal planning and I do it myself because it just makes everything so much easier because a map is going to ensure that you meet your macros as close as possible each day. And when you're consistent with meeting those macros along with your exercise and your water and all those other things, that's when you're going to see the results in the mirror and in your pictures, etc. It's like using a GPS to get to your destination. Like, I don't know about you, but if you're going to a place that you've never been before, would you blindly drive in the direction of your destination and hope to God you magically end up there? Hell no, you wouldn't. You'd follow a roadmap, a GPS to get there as quickly as possible possible with the least amount of possible wrong turns. So your fitness destination slash goal is exactly the same thing. You don't wanna shoot blindly. You're just gonna get super disappointed and frustrated. You want a map or a plan to get you there with the least possible amount of fuck ups. So by simply taking a few minutes the night before to plan out your next day of meals, you'll be saving yourself a whole lot of headache. So if you feel that you are the type of person who finds that you just can't summon the willpower to make healthy choices throughout the day, try removing some of those food-related decisions from your life. In fact, my clients who are totally new to the macro counting game and meal planning thing, they always tell me that, Planning their meals in advance has made their lives, their work, their relationship so much easier because they don't spend time throughout the day thinking about food anymore. They just, they have their plan and they follow it and they eat their planned meal and they're able to stay focused and put the attention on things they need to be doing elsewhere. So just imagine, instead of asking your partner what they want for dinner and going back and forth with the I don't know, what do you want for dinner? And playing that fucking game until it becomes an argument, which been there, done that plenty of times, and it's not fun. But if you were to plan out your dinners in advance with your partner, it will take all of that unnecessary conversation out of the picture every night so that you can actually talk about more meaningful things. Like, I'll tell you that having a whiteboard on our fridge with our dinners planned out at the start of each week has been an ultimate game changer because it takes out the what's for dinner question and literally like anytime we walk past it on the fridge, we get the answer we're looking for without having to annoy each other, I guess is the best way to explain it. And I'll take it one step further. At one point in my life, I used to print out my weekly meal plans and attach them to the fridge. So again, same thing. Like anytime I'd walk past it, it was right there. So no questions asked, just follow the freaking map. So if you're a visual person like myself, I highly suggest giving the physical, non-digital visual menu in your kitchen a good try. So since that's one trick, let's roll right into those five planning tips to help you meet your macros consistently. First, before you do anything at all, you need to decide on the number of meals you'd like to have per day. My most successful VI Petite clients eat five to six meals a day. I've only seen a few have success with four meals a day, so it's possible but usually it's more like five to six. And these five to six meals, they don't have to be full on meals. You can totally do three meals and two to three snacky meals. However, I will say that those snacks should be just as balanced as those meals. And I'll get to that in tip number four, I promise. Anyway, decide on your number of meals. So what feels right to you and your current schedule right now? Like don't think about like what it used to be or like what it could be. Think about right now in this current season of your life. If five works for you right now, but six will work better for you when your schedule changes in a few months, that's totally fine. We are not worried about a few months yet. We're worried about the right now, okay? So we go through different seasons, and it's okay to be flexible. I've also experienced times when my weekend schedule is so much different than my weekday schedule, and depending on what's going on there, I might add or subtract one meal, but that means I just have to adjust the other meals too, and that sometimes can get pretty complicated. So can you have a different eating pattern on the the weekends? Totally. It's possible, but... I find that what works best for me and my clients is just keeping it totally consistent throughout the week. It's just easier all around, but there are always exceptions to the rule and it depends on your unique situation. I'm only telling you from my experience with myself and my clients, and we all will have those days where you plan on having six meals, but could only fit in four because life, listen, life fucking happens and we will have to adjust and that's okay. They don't call macro counting, flexible dieting for nothing. Just know that it's okay to have these days occasionally, but that ideally we want to follow the 80 20 rule. If 80% of the time you're consistent with your meals and the other 20% of the time, life just happens, it's fine. It's totally fine. We don't have to be OCD about this. I'm just giving you kind of like a general idea here. It's more about the practice and not about the perfection. So I think sometimes we get too hung up on perfection and I know that I do, and I have to remind myself to look at the big picture and not just the few little minor screw ups here and there. Okay, moving on to number two. So you have your number of meals in your head now you want to divide your total protein target by your number of meals this will give you an ideal number of protein to hit throughout the day now side note if you don't know your protein target you can generally assume it's one gram per pound of body weight but i encourage you to listen to I believe it's episode 87 of this podcast. I could be totally wrong, but I will definitely link it in the show notes. So divide your total protein goal for the day by your number of meals because you want to be getting protein consistently throughout the day if you want to build lean muscle, which is going to help you burn more calories and increase your metabolism later. We want to spread protein out for a few reasons. A, protein is a satiating macronutrient. So having protein at each meal, will help you feel satisfied until your next meal. We don't want you to be hangry or feeling snacky, so make sure you get that protein in so that you can be consistent with the rest of your meal plan. B, on the flip side, if you were to have too much protein in one sitting, it could be too much for your stomach to assimilate and break down, so your muscles will only be getting what it can process, and the rest will basically just make you feel really crummy, bloated, and eventually constipated. And if you're not regularly excreting waste, it's just a vicious cycle of more bloated and uncomfortableness. So protein is kind of like a Goldilocks situation. Too little at a meal will leave us hangry and snacky and too much will leave us bloated and uncomfortable. So we want it to be just right where our body can actually process it as it should. So, Okay, so you do the math and you have the ideal number of protein per meal. Again, we're not striving for perfection here. This is a really helpful target to aim for per meal when you start planning out your foods. So let's just say your protein target per meal is 21 grams. And you plan a breakfast that's 12 grams. Well, now you know that you'll need to add a little bit more protein to that breakfast before moving on to the other meals. Or let's say you reach 25 grams in your breakfast. Great, leave it be because odds are that one of your snacks might be on the lower end later. So, this little bit of overflow here is actually a good thing. Remember not perfection, but balance. Now that we have your number of meals and your protein target, we can start plugging in some foods and making the meals in your map. This is step number three or tip number three. My tip here is to start with your most looked forward to meals first. For me, that's breakfast. I fucking love breakfast. So that meal has to make me so happy and so satisfied that I set myself up for success for the rest of the day because I find that if my breakfast isn't good, if like if i'm still hungry after breakfast, then i'm going to be really snacking all day or i find that if i'm like way too full from breakfast, then i just feel like sluggish and weird for the rest of the day. so that meal to me is like super important. it's also my post workout meal right now because i'm training in the morning, so i need that to align with my exercise as well. I feel like it sounds so cliche, like the nutrition coach over here is like, hey, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Well, it might not be for you, but it is for me. It just is. So after that, after my breakfast, my next most important meal to me is dinner because I pre-plan this with my boyfriend. Like before we go to the grocery store for the week, we usually have a pretty good idea of what we're having for dinners for the week. Like we kind of, before we go, because we go together, before we go, we're like, okay, what are you kind of in the mood for? What are you feeling? And so we'll kind of just discuss ideas and then go with it. Sometimes it changes on the fly based on what's on sale and and if that's the case, it is typically pretty easy to adjust still. Generally like we do stick to our plan. So since that's a meal that we both agree upon in advance, I make sure that that one meal goes in as one of the first meals and then I build the remaining meals around that. So breakfast, dinner, then I go back and I usually do lunch and then my nightcap dessert thing and then I fill in the two smaller snacks. So as you can see, I do not plan in the order that my day actually goes. I skip around by filling in the most important meals first and then filling in the other meals. And now that I think about it, I actually have a three-part YouTube series on this kind of planning thing. Um, So I will link that also in the show notes for you to check out, because sometimes, again, it helps if you are a visual learner, it helps to actually see me go through this process. So I'll link that in the show notes and as promised tip number four is to ensure that each meal is balanced so the balanced meal formula is to have protein carbs fats and fiber whether that's veggies or fruits or in some cases you're getting enough fiber from the carbs and you won't actually need to add additional fiber if you don't want to anyway protein carbs fats and fiber Just like protein, you don't want your carbs or your fats to be wickedly high on one meal and terribly low on others. However, we don't necessarily need to divide total targets by number of meals since spreading these two macros evenly throughout the day isn't as important as protein. For example, you usually want higher carb meals around your more active times of the day, especially around your weight training, exercises, and that would also mean to have higher fats with those lower carb meals during those less active times of your day because you need calories, right? So that's actually a whole nother form of balance. So, moral of the story is you don't want these like crazy swings. So, you don't want to have 45 grams of fat at one meal if your total fat goal is 55 for the day because then you only have 10 grams of fat left for all of your other meals and we all know that fats are super easy to overdo you also don't want meals that have 80 grams of carbs and let's say 10 grams of protein 12 grams of fat since fat is the densest macro at nine calories per gram it usually is going to be the lowest in each meal again there's always exceptions but usually your carbs and your proteins are gonna be a little bit higher and the the fats are gonna be a little bit lower. And that's just typically what we see in most of our macronutrient targets is like our fat is the lower number. And protein and carbs will be higher and they'll constantly be fighting for first place in our meals and that's normal. So balance is a hard thing to master right away. So don't, again, don't worry about perfection here. It's kind of just, if you're just starting out, it is all about that learning experience. Just know that balance takes time to really nail down. And when you're just getting started, be sure to look at these numbers and don't judge yourself if they feel quote unquote wrong. Counting macros is always a learning experience there's still things i'm learning and you learn best from those minor mistakes and little mess ups and this is why it's super helpful to have a coach when you're just getting started because she or he will see the things first and be able to point them out to you much quicker or just being able to get confirmation that what you're doing is on point is in line Like, don't be afraid to say, hey, coach, does my meal three look balanced? Like, just so you're not sitting there second guessing yourself, because if you're anything like me, second guessing is the sure way for me to back out and avoid the situation. Anyway, so having that accountability when you start will push you through those hard parts and get you through to the other side. And just a little mini heads up i'm going to be offering a macros add-on service in my fun size fitness app i'm slowly offering this to the current subscribers before i announce it to the public so if you're already subscribed to the fun size fitness app and you'd like for me to calculate your macros for you starting in april of 2022 reach out to me within the app and let's talk i'll have you fill out a quick little questionnaire to see if you're eligible, and then if we're a good fit, we can talk through the details. Again, this is only available to current subscribers of the Fun Size Fitness app right now. And finally, the last tip for planning your meals to meet your macros is to have fun with it. Truth of the matter is this. If you're planning tilapia and rice, but you fucking hate tilapia, and the thought of it just makes you want to gag well then you are never going to stick with that plan you want to plan fun meals you actually want to eat so that you look forward to them so that you actually follow through you're not going to follow through if you're not enjoying it so straight up speaking from experience here Nobody wants to eat boring, bland food, especially people wanting to be excited by their healthy lifestyle. Personally, I find it very difficult to eat healthy when I don't have a plan that I like and when I haven't surrounded myself with healthy options that I actually want to eat. Like if you don't like salads, don't plan salads for yourself. It's that simple. There's so many other ways to get fiber and veggies and all that good stuff. Now, I get that this can sound like a lot to plan before the start of each day. So if you find that it's too much to make a new meal plan every day, first off, you are not alone. I couldn't agree with you more, actually. In fact, that's exactly why I make just one meal plan for the week and stick to that one plan all week long. Without a weekly meal plan in place, you're leaving the door wide open for fast food, takeout, all those fun-sized Snickers in the pantry. So try putting some of your food choices on autopilot instead. For example, have the same breakfast Monday through Friday and pre-cook your lunches for the week and put them in the fridge so that... You don't even have to think about it. Like you are making that healthy choice on one day and then it's set up for the rest of the week so that when the time comes, it's already taken care of and so are you. Now, if you're like, okay, this all sounds great and helpful, but what do I eat? Like what foods should I pick? Well, my dear, I have full faith that you know exactly what foods are healthy and what foods are not so healthy. Like we all know that eating Doritos every day isn't such a good idea. But you know things like oatmeal and avocados are. So you are way more equipped to handle this than you think. The magic comes when you eat the right food in the right portion sizes by counting macros and following these helpful tips. You'll be on the right path to your final destination much better than if you were shooting in the dark. So again, it's about the practice, it's not about the perfection. The more you try, the more you do, the more you're going to learn. And so, I was recently having a conversation with one of my clients who was like, "Well, you know, we're having guests here for the weekend, so I'm not really sure like what I'm going to eat." and i'm like okay well like let's sit down and brainstorm like what you think is going to happen and she was just so stuck she's like i don't really know and i'm like but like what do you think is going to happen it's not about what will happen it's what do you think will happen and just that practice alone of like sitting down and like thinking about it is going to help you be more mindful later when you're going about it Like, it's so easy to get bogged down with trying to find the right thing, the most perfect thing to get you to your goal, but we are so focused on figuring out the best approach that we never really get around to taking action because we're too scared of failing. But in order to make a habit, the key is to really just start with repetitions, like not perfection. You don't need to be perfect and map out exactly because you can always go back and be flexible and change things later. But having that map there allows you to go in a certain direction. Not having that map there just, like I said, leaves the door wide open to who knows what. So it's about getting that practice in and trying and learning and making those mistakes because that's the best way for us to learn. But if you're still like, oh my God, I just don't even know where to start. Like I don't even know what foods to pick. Here are a few places to get those creative juices flowing and creating meals that you actually will enjoy. So first think like what do you already have in your home that needs to be cooked? Like let's not let anything go to waste here. Think about it. What's in your freezer? What's in the back of the fridge that needs to be cooked? What's in the pantry that has been there a while that you just want to kind of like flush out? Then you can also look at what's on sale and what's in season right now. Like we don't need to break the bank looking for filet mignon when tri-tip is on sale. Just go with what's currently in the grocery store. Like Take the time to look around some more. And really tune in with yourself. Like, what do you actually have a craving for lately? How can you make it into a healthier version by swapping some ingredients? Like, let's not ignore our own enjoyment here. Again, if you're not following something that you want to eat, then you're likely not to stick with it. You can also follow macro-friendly healthy recipe accounts on Instagram, on TikTok, Pinterest, blogs, all that good stuff. For inspiration. Like we don't have to reinvent the wheel when it comes to creating recipes from scratch. You can use all of these resources that are basically at your fingertips to find easy recipes that you know will come out good. And finally, if you haven't already, enter the magical realm of the Fun-Sized Recipe Library where you'll find all of my favorite petite-friendly portioned recipes that will most likely fit with your macro requirements. So go to funsize.life slash recipes to enter and log in. So that does it for my five mini tips to meet your macros. Again, if you would like to kind of see more of a visual step-by-step process of me actually doing this, check out the three-day series on YouTube. I will put those that link in the show notes. And if you find this episode super helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on your stories and tag me on Instagram. This helps me see that you like this content. This helps other people find this podcast. And if you have any questions about this topic, please, again, feel free to message me on Instagram as well. That's all for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, I will catch you in the next episode.